Welcome to the Student of the Game Fire Podcast with your host, Danny B. Today's guest is CJ Dwiggins. CJ has been with the Winston-Salem Fire Department for seven and a half years, where he's currently assigned at Station 2, Ladder 2, as an engineer. He's also a lieutenant with the Moxville Fire Department. CJ loves teaching forcible entry slash through the lock. He is a cadre member with Passion of the Craft and recently Twisted Fire Industries. CJ believes the fire service is starving for knowledge but drowning in information. With that being said, I present CJ Dwiggins. All right. Uh, my name is CJ Dwiggins. Uh, I, how I came to the fire service, um, so I kind of was, uh, was kind of wrapped up in the fire service uh, from an early age. Um, my, uh, my dad was a, uh, was a volunteer for 41 years. He was a charter member at County Line Volunteer Fire Department here on uh, the edge of da- Davie and Iredale counties. Uh, so I had a lot of early exposure to the fire service. Um, and, but I feel like it's true too, that I have been raised by a very, uh, a very diverse and a very, uh, wide open fire service village or emergency services village. Uh, you know, I, I just, my brother-in-law uh, was the fire chief at County line for, for 16 years. Okay. Uh, I've had, I've had uh, a lot of amazing mentors from a young age in the fire service. Uh, and, and even outside of uh, the fire service, just in emergency services as a whole, uh, like I said, uh, so I was exposed at a very young age to the fire service, uh, being that my dad was a, was a volunteer. He started out as a, uh, he, he was assistant chief uh, for a little bit and then kind of uh, demoted to the rank of captain. And he, he served as the training officer and the training captain at County Line for as long as I could remember. Uh, so he was very involved in their training. And he was always going to classes and I saw that dedication, you know, even as a young kid. And, uh, so when it came time for, you know, I turned like 14 and, uh, it was, it was, uh, splitting time between boy scouts and, and, uh, uh, and fire and, and fire department. And my mom told me, she said, uh, she, uh, she said, you spent you know, eight years in boy scouts. One of us is going to be an Eagle scout and it better be you. Uh, and so, uh, I ended up finishing that up as well as starting in the fire department. But, uh, so, sorry, the radio's going off over there. Ah, I forgot to turn good. that off. You're good. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, we used to have barbecues. I, I, I was serving tea down there at the fire station on, you know, for barbecues, uh, for the, the biannual barbecues whenever I was like seven or eight. Okay. Uh, so, uh, but, you know, w- one thing I'll say about dad was he never forced me into the fire service. Like, it was always just there, mm-hmm. but he never really said, Hey, I want you to do this. Or I want, you know, he never pushed me in that direction. He let me find it for myself. Okay. So, so that was really, really neat. Like he brought me to it and he showed it to me. And my dad was my, my moral and ethical compass in life. Uh, and, and as far as parents went I, with my dad and my mom, both, I, I hit the lottery with parents. Uh, my parents were, were older when they had me. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom was 40. My dad was 42. Oh, wow. Uh, they, yeah. Yeah. They, they had already raised uh, two children. They raised my uh, my my biological cousins. Uh, I call them my brother and my sister, uh, but they had already raised them. Uh, my Their parents died at a young age. And uh, so they uh, uh, my parents raised them from the ages of 12 and eight. 
And so by the time I was born, they had already raised children. And so uh, I I was blessed with amazing parents. But yeah, my my dad really showed me the fire service and uh, he pointed me in the direction I needed to go. And then he let me figure it out for myself. Uh, which was, which was really, really, uh, looking back on it now was really, really cool. Uh, and I hope I can do the same thing for my kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to force them into the fire service, but I hope that I can, they, that they can see through me, the, just the amazing opportunities that, that the fire service and that emergency services holds. Um, and then, so I had a, another really cool opportunity as a, as a young, as a young man, um, I was initially, I was going to, well, I was going to go to NASCAR tech in Mooresville. I was like, okay. eat up with, I was eat up with like race cars and NASCAR and, and whatnot as a young kid as well. And so I was like, well, cool. This, you know, this fire department thing is cool, but I really want to work on race cars. And so I was like, you know, I was down in the shop here at, at the, on the farm piddling and I was, uh, rebuilding engines and auto tech at school and, and stuff like that. And I really wanted to go to NASCAR tech. And the summer before my senior year, uh, my dad approached me and he's like, Hey, I saw the 911 director at, um, it was actually at, at a, a neighboring fire department's fundraiser. And he's like, Hey, uh, would CJ be interested in doing an internship at 911? I was like, huh. I mean, I've listened to the radio my whole life. Like my right. dad had a, ple- my dad had a Plectron actually I've got it in there. It still talks. Okay. Uh, but I, my dad had an old Plectron that I listened to from the time I was old enough to recognize station numbers and uh and so he's like you know would cj be interested in a uh in an internship and i said sure uh so um i ended up applying and getting an internship with 911 the uh, davie county 911 my senior year of high school the summer before my senior year and so uh completed that internship the summer before and then came back my senior year for a apprenticeship. And so the, the county actually hired me part-time as a 911 dispatcher when I was 17. Wow. So, okay. So everybody else in, in high school was working <laughs> at McDonald's and, and, you know, wherever. And I was, a, I was a county employee. And uh, so they took a chance on me and uh, my, my old boss man, Ronnie Robertson, uh, he was, and he, he still is an amazing mentor in my life. Uh, I'm very, uh, very glad that, that, that God placed him in my life, uh, because he, you know, shepherded me and taught me from a young age, how a supervisor treats employees, Mm -hmm. Ronnie, Ronnie treated everybody like family. He didn't, uh, you know, admonish you in public. He didn't drag you out and and whip you. If you did something wrong, he took you behind, you know, behind the, 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 the door and, and he talked with you and he treated you like family. Okay. Uh, and so I, I am very much appreciative of him. Uh, still am. Uh, he's been there for me even after I left nine one one. You know, eight nine nine years ago. Okay, I think I've been, yeah, I've been gone almost nine years from the nine one one world. But uh, so yeah, I kind of got my start there. Uh, and, and you know, as a as a young seventeen year old, almost eighteen, you know, I, I was taking calls. I wasn't allowed to take nine one one calls. I took all the, the non emergencies and and did all the dispatching. But even then, just exposure to the you know to every facet of emergency services, you know, law, fire, EMS. Uh, I, I made a joke one time. I said, if you called Davie County nine one one in the middle of the night, uh, if you called Veteran Services for the county and you hit enough buttons, you'd get a nine one one dispatcher. Uh, that's just, we literally took everything. And okay. so we got like, you know, you got exposure to everything. You talk to someone who was having the worst day of their life and then someone that just got their water cut off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it really taught me how to deal with people. Uh, 
So that was a, that was a really cool thing. And I ended up spending uh, eight years as a part-time 911 dispatcher. I did that from on my days off from the fire department. And then I worked, uh, I actually left, uh, I left the fire service uh, for a year. I left the, the career fire service for a year after working about four years in Forsyth County. Uh, I went and, and took a supervisor's, uh, a night shift supervisor's job. That was before I got hired at Winston. Okay. But, um, so yeah, 911 really opened up the the gates for me. And after that, the whole race car thing just kind of fell by the wayside. And, you know, that, that was from then on my career path changed. And I was like, all right, I'm going to focus on finishing my fire classes and getting my EMT. And I really want to do something in emergency services full time. Okay. And, uh, you know, that focus really became the fire service. Um, you know, and as far as other, uh, other opportunities I had early on Davie County, uh, Davie County high school and, and Davidson community college actually ran a high school fire academy in my senior year. That's the way I was, I was able to, to complete my classes. We're actually running another one. Now I was joking with the, 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 the people in, in this class now, because they said, Oh, their class one is like, no class one was in 2007, 2008. But, uh, so we were actually able to run a high school fire academy in my senior year of high school, uh, okay. at night. Uh, and, and so I was able to get certified pretty early on, uh, had a lot of cool mentors in that program. Um, actually it's, it's, it's funny now cause several of them I went, went on to work for and now currently work for like my, uh, I met one of my mentors, uh, in, in, in this job, uh, Joe Ramsey, okay. uh, battalion chief Joe Ramsey with Winston-Salem. Um, Joe was, uh, was a captain at the time, uh, newly, I think he was newly promoted, uh, but he taught several of my classes. He actually let me out of fire behavior class to go to my Eagle Scout Board of Review. Uh, <laughs> so he was uh, um, he was a driving force in uh, in several of the uh, and, and and me achieving several different things. And now it's pretty cool. I get to work for him at the city. Uh, okay. He's my battalion chief, and so he's uh, he's been a, a, a driving force and a mentor for me. And he's 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 got me into into the live fire stuff and burning houses uh, and doing all that stuff. So that's been, uh, been really neat. Uh, and then, you know, I, I went on to, uh, uh, I got hired at Forsyth County, uh, fire department in 2010, worked a few other places part-time here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, got hired at Forsyth County in 2010, uh, was outposted at a little volunteer department on the, in the Northwest side of Forsyth County for four years and was an engineer there, uh, you know, just in our little rural volunteer station, uh, which was neat because coming from the rural volunteer world, it, it was not that much of a learning curve. Okay. Uh, so, you know, coming up in County line, you know, we only ran three to 500, you know, 300 calls a year. And you, you go to a place that runs five to 700, not, not that much difference. So, uh, but still was good exposure and, and, you know, got my, got to cut my teeth as a, as a career firefighter, uh, cut my, <laughs> got to cut my teeth at a couple other places, part-time I ended up working mm-hmm. at uh, village of Clemens uh, for, for seven years, part-time, I was, I was eat up. Uh, hey, it's not wrong with that. Not wrong with yeah, that at all. No, nothing wrong with that. But like, and that was before I was married and had kids and so Right. I, right. Um, uh, so, uh, but yeah, like, like I said, I, I can't speak enough about the village, uh, that raised me in the fire service. I mentioned my brother-in-law, my brother-in-law was, uh, was the fire chief at County line for, for 16 years. Um, he really kind of helped mold me and shape me in, in the fire service where dad was kind of behind the scenes, uh, you know, on, on the home front, mm-hmm. uh, dad kind of retired whenever I started getting, uh, really into it. Um, mom always said that she raised two, uh, two children in, uh, through the fire department. And that's because whenever I was little dad would, uh, when dad would get up and go on calls, I, she would have to sit up with me all night 
And then, uh, and after I got into the fire service and got to running calls and dad retired, uh, she would have to sit up with dad all night while I ran calls. <laughs> nice. So, um, but yeah, my, my brother-in-law was a, a huge influence on me there. He kind of helped shepherd me through my early, uh, fire service days. And, you know, he kind of helped me cut my teeth as an officer. He gave me an opportunity to serve as an officer at County line. I served all the way up, uh, uh, to assistant chief under him. Uh, then took over as fire chief for a year. Um, probably not one of the smarter things I I did as as young as I was. Um, you know, still had a lot of learning left to do. Oh yeah, but, yeah. But a lot, I took a lot of life lessons out of that. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. Um, no, I was yeah, gonna the, say we we we've all been there. You know, uh, yeah. we started volunteers and you get promoted to like a captain spot and you're like yeah. I don't know, 19, 20. And yeah, you're absolutely right. You still have learning well, curves. We were, we were just talking about this the other day because we were uh, and the fire service has changed so much just in the, in the short span of time that I've been in, you know, whenever I got certified at County line, whenever I finished my firefighter certification, I was the fifth person ever. I'm pretty sure I was only the fifth person ever certified in the department. Okay. Uh, um, and, and that was just the nature of the way things were in the, mm-hmm. in the rural volunteer fire service. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, you are, you're looked at as like the subject matter expert. And there I was, you know, I was 23 whenever I got promoted to a chief officer's position mm-hmm. and I was so dumb. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I had so much learning left to do. And, uh, you know, I, I'm very thankful for those opportunities. Uh, I'm very thankful for those most of most, what I'm most thankful for is the lessons I learned out of that. Right. Uh, because that has helped me, you know, set me up for later on in life. Um, and then let's see here. Um, took a year off, uh, in 2014. Uh, so my dad, my dad passed away in 2014 and, uh, he was, like I said, he was kind of my, my mile post in life. And so I took some time away from the career fire service, uh, following him, his death. Um, and just, I really wanted to, kind of refocus things. So I took a, a, a full-time job at Davy 911 as a night shift supervisor mm-hmm. and, uh, or I eventually ended up as a night shift supervisor. My partner got the director spot. And, uh, so ended up, uh, ended up there for about eight to 10 months. And I was like, you know what? I, I applied for Winston on a whim. Like I knew, you know, a hundred guys that worked there right. and was like, you know what? I'm just going to, just going to, fire a shot in the dark here and i'm just gonna see if i'm gonna get hired and so put in got hired and ended up back in the career fire service and it's been a really really cool adventure ever since and you know uh there are tons of opportunities i've had i have had a a a gambit of opportunities there uh you know i I was downtown for a little bit i was on the rescue truck Uh, i've been on the hazmat team uh which I, i i've there are people that are very good at hazmat. I'm probably like the world's worst hazmat tech. Right. Uh, right. So, uh, but I, there have been some really, really cool opportunities there. And, and you know, we, we've been able to, we go to a lot of, a lot of good stuff and mm-hmm. uh, I've had a lot of good opportunities to learn. So, um, you know, I, I've, I've really enjoyed my time there. Okay. But, uh, for, uh, for those listening, tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about Winston, the department size. Uh, so we're kind of, um, uh, we're the, I believe we're the, we're tied with Durham for like the fifth largest municipality in, okay. in the state. Okay. Uh, we have 20 stations. Uh, we have 26 companies now. I think we just added, so we just added station 13. Uh, they, they skipped it for years and they went back and added station 13. 
so they just went online. So I think that brings us up to 26 companies, if I count correctly, 360 some people in suppression. Okay. Uh, so uh, we've got a lot going on. And, you know, we the, the city is so diverse as far as like just there are so many different uh, different different little niches you can fit into. Right. Uh, you know, you've got, you got the, the West side that, you know, is the kind of the country club area. Then you go to the, the East side that is, uh, you know, a little, it's full of 800 square foot, you know, little row houses and stuff like that. And you go downtown, mm-hmm. you've got the, the high rises and you've got the, uh, they've got a couple of big high rise apartment buildings and whatnot. So, okay. uh, you know, South side <clears throat> is, is South side and north side, about the same, you know, highly residential area. Some, you know, a lot of heavy commercial on the west side. Uh, so uh, where I'm stationed at now, I'm in a lot of heavy commercial. Okay. I'm out near, I'm out near the mall. Uh, so we got a lot of big box stores. I mean, we just got rows and rows of them down Haynes Mall Boulevard and, uh, and, and Stratford Road. So it's a, it's a growing area industrial wise or okay. in, uh, commercial wise. It's still a growing area uh, industrial wise as well. So uh, you know, downtown, they got a lot with Wake Forest. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's changing from a, it, it was a tobacco town and now it's like, now it's all technology and innovation. Okay. And so they, they took like all, all the old RJR tobacco factories downtown that, and Wake Forest bought them and they've, uh, converted them into like a, uh, uh, like biotech and all that stuff, like the medical technology. So, uh, it's a really, really neat place to work just because there's just, there's so much going on and, uh, this just. Uh, different parts of the city you can get into like some guys love the south side some guys love the uh love the the east side the west side uh but uh, i've spent the majority of my career on the west side okay uh started out with two years on ladder 18 which is kind of just north of the country club in between the country club and uh kind of actually where i used to work uh in the county okay so uh, i was familiar with that area then i went uh spent a year downtown uh, and spent two years on the rescue truck, uh, had a, had a jam up crew there. Uh, we had so much fun on that rescue truck. Um, and we got to, it was, there it was more quality than quantity. Okay. Uh, we didn't run, you know, we weren't like engine four running 2,500, 3,000 calls a year, but we went to a lot of, we went to a lot of quality, um, okay. had a, had a lot of good fires, a lot of, uh, uh, you know, ran a lot of pin ends. So I was gonna say your 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 rescue truck primarily there's only one correct in the city yeah one one rescue in the whole city and so you uh, pretty and much the, ran yeah we we ran every fire every every pin in okay uh, then went from there spent ten months at an engine on the east side they were trying to create like a squad concept uh-huh. uh put putting some uh, rescue tools on an engine so we we tried to kind of seed plant that that's still kind of like we're not sure really I'm not really sure where that's at but I guess they still got their tools. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, that was, uh, that was kind of in preparation for promotion. Okay. I was, uh, I was taking, or I was getting ready to take the promotional test, uh, took the promotional test and then came to ladder two where I'm currently at, uh, okay. which is on the West side, uh, was back with actually my first engineer. He was my captain. Uh, he got, he got promoted. So I got to go back with my first engineer. Uh, and, uh, we spent a little bit of time together, got promoted, and uh in 21 and ended up as his engineer which was really really neat right uh so uh that's been that's been really neat then they moved hazmat back to us they moved hazmat to station two uh so i'm a hazmat tech and they were like 
all right, here, we're going to move hazmat. And then you know, here I am. I'm like the guy that they left on the island as the boat sails away. <laughs> like, no, I, I'm just picking. But I, uh, yeah, hazmat, I am, uh, I, I'm self proclaimed not the best hazmat tech. Right. Uh, I know, uh, you know, there are guys that are way better than me. We've got guys that are just super geniuses with hazmat. So, mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I, I feel like a, like a, a little fish in a very big pond as far as that regard. But, uh, I, I try to learn something new about it every day. It's, you know, it's, it's where I'm planted. Okay. Uh, but, uh, so, and then, you know, as far as the, the future, we'll see what the future holds. Right. Uh, but, uh, that's, that's kind of where I'm at today in a, in a quick synopsis. Okay. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so what would you say the culture is like within your department regarding pride training calls camaraderie and how do you, and how do you all maintain that? You know, I think that, yeah, and I'm, I'm going to kind of relate this to, cause I'm also involved in, in, a, in the town of Moxville fire department as mm-hmm. well. Um, uh, I'm a Lieutenant with the town of Moxville, uh, and I'm actually there. Uh, I'm actually one of the, the coordinators for their special operations program. Uh, so I'm going to kind of, equate that i'm gonna kind of speak to both i'm gonna try to speak sure um but uh you know i feel like that the i feel like the culture in the fire service uh you know we we've got we're not necessarily got division but we've got two houses that you know we've got like there's some people that are just that are roster riders Mm -hmm. uh and, and you know and then there's a there's a group that that really wants to be progressive and aggressive uh and 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 really go after it and get it. And I think that you're seeing a uh, in in both the agencies I, I work for. I think you're seeing a a big shift in in that culture. And and you know you're you're wanting to see guys that are that are going out and they're they're digging and they're grinding, trying to you know you know learn new things and to right. uh, and to be passionate about the job. You know it's it's not a crime to be passionate about this job. Right. Right. So uh, I I think that you know we're we're seeing. Uh, it, we're doing more things in training uh, at Winston than we ever have the, in the entire time I've been there uh, here lately. Uh, you know, they're 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 moving to more like a a data driven. Okay. Uh, you know, they're looking for data, and you know, we're they're they're trying to go through the accreditation process and all this stuff. So they're using that data to drive some change, and I, I understand that. Uh, you know, from a from a training aspect, uh, like at work, you know, it's really driven by the company officer. Mm-hmm. And you know, I have to remind myself daily, especially you know, like tomorrow when I go back on shift, I'm, uh, you know, I'm the guy. I got to ride the seat tomorrow. Like you know, I've got to go get after it. It doesn't matter if I'm worn and beat down and and right. whatever. Right. It's it's time to go get after it. And, you know, I've got I've got a good group of guys with me right now that that you know like to like to train and and uh, you know we 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 get out and we make the most of the opportunities we have. Uh, but I, I think that you know that culture and that that training or that anything that that revolves around culture it revolves around consistency, and and so you know as a company officer as a relief company officer I've got to remember that I've got to be consistent every day, okay, and that I've got to be doing things I got to be providing the example, um, you know at, at both of the agencies that I work for, so and if we just continue to do that eventually we'll see change. We might not see it today. We might not see it tomorrow because, you know, you and I both know the old adage about, you know, the fire service is 200 years of tradition unimpeded by time and progress, but you know, consistency. I try to just tell myself every day that, you know, I've got to lead by example. I've got to do by example. And that consistency is the, is the key there. Right. So, 
that's that's my goal every day and you know we're gonna we're gonna go to work tomorrow and and we're gonna get what we need to get done and uh we're gonna but i'm i'm but i'm also gonna take care of my guys mm-hmm. uh you know well i'm gonna i'm gonna take care of my guys and make sure that they have what they need and I, I feel like that's the that's the other thing too is is that's what matters the most is is you take care of you guys you know physically mentally emotionally uh spiritually whatever uh so uh, but you know, as far as the the pride, the the, the training, uh, I feel like we've got a um, we've got a really good, cool. Uh, we got a cool little company pride. I feel like that is that's kind of you know oozing through the fire service as we speak. This just this resurgence of company pride. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you know, Winston, they they're allowing us to do like company T-shirts, and you, you get an email every cool. other day from cool. somebody doing doing like some, some kind of company t-shirt or whatnot. And that's, uh, that's really, really neat. And we're doing the same thing at Moxville. Like I'm, uh, uh, you know, we've got the, the special operations team, we've got our little thing. And then the, uh, some guy made a, a ladder company logo and, okay. and whatnot. Okay. So it's, uh, it, it's really, really neat to see that just that company, that resurgence of company pride, uh, because, you know, sometimes you do, especially during, during COVID, and we almost felt like it was, it was like, we're trying to be out of sight, out of mind. Right. Right. So, uh, you know, as a fire service as a whole, it was like, all right, you know, we're just trying to, to be low key here. Try not, try not, uh, try not to stick out, but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Uh, I, you know, the camaraderie, I, I, I love, I love the brotherhood that we have. I love the, the, you know, I could literally pick up the phone. I have picked up the phone and, you know, call dudes up and be like, Hey, you know, need to talk about this. Or, you know, if we have a bad call, I know I can pick up the phone and I can talk, you know, talk to whoever. Right. Uh, I know I can pick up the phone any, at any point in time and I can call my old senior fireman uh, from ladder one and, uh, and talk to him. And, and, you know, there's just, there, there's such a, a, a good culture. I feel like in the fire service uh, as a whole, really of, of us, you know, being better brothers we have seen for so long that you know this whole suck it up buttercup yep mindset does not does not work um and, and so i feel like that we're finally coming to terms with hey we got to take care of each other we can still we still may have to do some you know negative reinforcement from time to time right uh but at the same time i can take care of you as a as a brother and as a friend uh, even if I am your supervisor, even if, you know, even if we are in that supervisor and, and employee role, uh, mm-hmm. I can still take care of my guys and that does nothing but build camaraderie. It does, it, it builds up that brotherhood. And so, yeah, we just, we, we've, I feel like we're doing a better job of taking care of each other. Mm-hmm. I feel like that we can always improve in that. There is, you know, always room for improvement in everything we do, but right. uh, I feel like we definitely, um, we definitely are doing a better job of the camaraderie. Right. Right. No, that's good. That's good. Cause like, it, uh, I like what you said. Cause it's, it's amazing that it's all it takes is the little things. Like you go up to the chief and you go, Hey chief, we'd like to make a t-shirt or do a company patch and, and maybe get a logo made. And the chief, you know, if the chief's willing to do it to say, yeah, sure. Go ahead. But we need to remember, we also need to show, okay, chief, you're allowing us to do this, but we're going to show you that we're also doing this. Like whether it's going out and training not being slack asses like it's yeah you know you, you got to give on one end to receive but you know you have some firemen that believe hey this is what i want i want this 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 and that 
but what are you showing to re- reciprocate that back to, to the yeah. chief so that they can see that? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of jump over to, to Moxville for a minute. Uh, we've got a, uh, I work for amazing fire chiefs. Uh, I work for, uh, like I said, I work for a lot of good people, uh, at Winston and, and for the town of Moxville. Uh, but our, our fire chief at Moxville, uh, has probably been one of the best chiefs I've ever worked for. Um, and he's, uh, he's a battalion chief for, for Statesville, okay. uh, but full time, but, uh, you know, he has done such an amazing job of building the culture there. It's a, it's not necessarily a culture of, uh, one way, uh, one way or, or, or another. It's not like my way or the highway. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a culture of excellence. Okay. And, you know, we are encouraged to be, to be ourselves and we are encouraged to, to be aggressive and progressive firemen uh, through, you know, through him. And, and he, uh, he kind of allows us to, to have a lot of leeway to, uh, to take that progressive step. And like I talked about, or like I mentioned to you before, I think we, before we got started, uh, you know, we, the town just moved to hire, you know, six full timers. And that's been a huge change for us because, um, I, I say we're like the melting pot of Davie County okay, because, uh, you know, every career fireman, it seems like every career fireman in Davie County goes to, goes to work part-time at one of three places. And, and so we're one of those places. And, uh, so we've got guys from all over. We got a Greensboro guy. We got a, a, a several Winston guys. we got a Salisbury guy. We got, uh, a guy that works in Cornelius. Uh, so we've got, you know, guys that work all over and have vast amounts of experience and, and, you know, we all get to come together and just do fireman stuff. Right. And, you know, it's amazing. Uh, you know, I love going to work there just as much as I love going to Winston, uh, because, uh, you know, we get to, we get to do a bunch of fireman stuff and, and you get different points of view. Uh, and you know, my buddy, my buddy, Josh, that I burn houses with all the time, he's, uh, he works at Greensboro. And so like, I get his, his Greensboro perspective. Right. Right. And, yes. uh, and you know, uh, Jeff Russell will, will work oh. there for a little bit with us. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. So I got the Mooresville perspective and, mm-hmm. uh, you know. So uh, it, it's been a really, really neat place to work because, like I said, we're, we're the we're the melting pot of of the of the fire service, right. uh, and and now that we've uh, and now that we've hired these full timers, the game has changed a little bit. But I'd say it probably nine tenths of the people in the fire department are career emergency services somewhere else. It's it's one of the very few fire departments that I know of that's that's like that. Right. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so it's it it's been a really really neat experience too. Uh, but just, you know, and it, that's what keeps me motivated okay. a lot is just, you know, learning from the guys around me, Okay, you know, learning and, and experiencing, you know, from or getting uh, experience from the guys around me. Uh, so, you know, I hear what they say and, and we, we end up going to fires together and, and, you know, we figure things out and, and, you know, I learn get to learn from, from their tactics and their thought processes and yeah. whatnot. And that's, yeah. that, that's the name of the game. Right. Right. Because right. it we can't just have a, a, a my way or the highway mindset. Yeah. And unfortunately you do have some chiefs out there that aren't progressive when it comes to that. It is the my way or highway mentality or the chiefs that have been in positions for so long. It's, it's, it's kind of like, that's the only thing they know, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, I mean, yeah, it's always hard for that department to progress because of, the leadership not wanting to let his officers or his command staff move forward, you know, without his mm-hmm. say so. But um, I do like what you said, though, because 
I, I will say one good thing about working for fire departments is yes, you meet so many different people that work for so many different agencies that bring in, Oh, this is how you guys do it there. Okay. Never thought about it this way. And mm-hmm. whatnot. like when I used to work for Davidson, it was a bunch of Charlotte guys. And, but they were always, they, most of them were really good Charlotte guys. Like they wouldn't sugarcoat anything. They'd be like, Hey man, listen, as big as we are, we have issues like everybody else, but this is what you oh, got to yeah. do to move forward, you know? So you, you you learn from these guys, you hear different things and you're like, okay, it's not just my department that's going through X, Y, Z. Like this is happening everywhere. Well, and I think that, you know, as a, as a fireman, I've been able to, it's kind of like unlocking a new level. Once you can start to realize that once I started to realize that I didn't know everything mm-hmm. or that I, you know, my idea wasn't the only idea out there or that maybe I, I wasn't the only one that had ever had that, had that idea. Right. Once I learned that, then it just, it opened up so many new possibilities for me as a, as a firefighter. Uh, and I feel like, you know, like I mentioned earlier before we got started, I, I feel like that we are as a service, we are drowning in information, but mm-hmm. we are starving for knowledge. And that, you know, these these guys that we need to speak up, some of them, some of them don't want to, and I understand that. Right. But you know, and, and that's where we've got to take opportunities to listen. Mm-hmm. You know, we used to have uh I'll throw a couple of shameless plugs in for some some retired guys, some of them uh from Winston, some of them are no longer with us, unfortunately. But Charlie Adams. Uh, Charlie Adams was a retired assistant chief from Winston. And I mean, the dude had been uh, retired for like 40 years, 35 or 40 years. uh, Whenever he passed, he passed, uh, I think last year. Um, And so, but he would come around to the fire stations and he would just sit down. He would bring us ice cream. He'd bring the guys at five or 11 ice cream. And and the, 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 the couple times that I was lucky enough to just, you know, be traveling down to five or 11, and and Charlie would come by and he would just sit down and he'd bring you ice cream and and uh bring you ice cream cones and he'd just sit down and want to talk. And you know, it was such a cool experience. And you'd be like, you'd be there and there'd be rookies mo- you know, moving around and be like, hey, get in here and sit down. Mm-hmm. Charlie's talking. Mm-hmm. Um and and to to hear just some of those old stories and to hear the the wisdom that that he had, uh, you know, that that just that doesn't come cheap. Right. That absolutely doesn't come cheap. And, and so we've got to take an opportunity to listen to, to things like that. And that's one thing I've been trying to do as I'm, as I'm getting older and as I'm getting more experience in the fire service, I'm just trying to listen. Right. I love just, you know, going to these, uh, whether it's going to conferences or whether it's just, you know, going, sitting around a table, uh, either way, I, I love just sitting back and listening and, and, and just digging into to what, you know, to people's fire service journey and, or mm-hmm. to what, what, you know, what made the difference for them in their career. Uh, but yeah, going, going back to what I was talking about with the, the, you know, we're drowning in information, but we're starving for knowledge. I feel like too, that, uh, that sometimes we get this attitude of, well, I know this and I don't want you to know it because I don't want you to be better than me. Right. And that, right. And that's one attitude that I pray that I never have. Right. Uh, because, you know, I just, I, I spent the last week teaching instructor one and two, and uh, I feel like that is an excellent opportunity for me to get to share my mistakes, mm-hmm. you know, and I, ta- I I tell my I love teaching instructor one because it gives me an opportunity to, to I feel like I get to lay the groundwork. I get to be the, the, the brick mason there that lays the groundwork for these guys that are going to be the next generation of, of, of our rookie school instructors. Right. And and so, you know, I get to tell them, hey, I screwed this up. 
here's what I did. You know, here's how I mismanaged the class. Here's how I didn't use my time wisely. Here's mm-hmm. how I didn't play to the strengths of the student. Uh, so, you know, don't make the same mistakes that I did. Right. Uh, and so I really feel like that's an excellent opportunity to get to do that. And I, I, I love it uh, because, you know, I want, I want those guys that just passed my instructor one and two class this past week to go on and be better than me and to, to go on and be our next uh, our recruit school instructors and, and, and make a difference in the next generation of the fire service. You know, and, and the other part of that is, is I, I, I feel like I probably beaten their heads all week. So look, this is not about you. Every bit of this is not about you. Like you've, uh, you've got to realize that, yeah, you get to wear a, you might get a, get to wear a fancy shield or a fancy, you know, coat or whatnot it says instructor right. on the back of it. But at the end of it, the only thing that matters is the the learning of the student mm-hmm. and, and whether they comprehend. And, you know, my goal, whenever I get to teach and, and I've been really, really blessed to get to teach, uh, getting into that whole game as a, as a completely <laughs> a longer and, and probably, uh, it's a longer story, but, uh, you know, I've been able to teach for uh, for several different community colleges, for a couple different independent training groups. Uh, you know, I teach with Passion for the Craft and with Twisted Fire Industries now. Uh, so uh, that has been really, really neat. But you know, to uh, doing that, it, it, you really have to have to focus on this is about the learning of the student. And I, I think that those, you know, everywhere I've worked has always done a great job of that, of centering the learning around the students mm-hmm. and, and bringing them to a place where that's their knowledge, you know, them gaining knowledge to take back is more important than anything else. All right. So right. I, I've really, really got a chance to enjoy that. And, uh, and like I said, it's, I think it's, it's so important that even if we're not teaching in a formal setting. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. That, you know, even, you know, you as the, um, as the engineer or the senior firefighter, or whatever, like my, my, my two senior firefighters, uh, whenever I was on ladder one, I don't think Wade and BK will mind me telling this story. Uh, my two senior firefighters on ladder one, when the first day that I got there, they, uh, they pulled me into the bedroom, uh, the, the truck had a big bedroom in the back of the station. We mm-hmm. all slept in a gang style bedroom. And so they pulled me in the, in the, in the truck bedroom and they looked at me and they said, uh, uh, we know who you are. We don't really uh, you know, it doesn't really matter to us. What matters is that, uh, you know, we're here to take care of you, but also the buck stops with us. And, you know, if you have a problem, it stays in the back of the truck with us. Mm-hmm. You don't go, you, you're not going to the officers yet. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to, you're going to handle it with us when we're, we're going to keep our problems in the back of the truck. And, you know, we're, we're trying to keep, uh, we're cr- trying to keep Art and Brock from dealing with as, with as little as possible. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna we're gonna handle business. Uh, but if you listen to us and and and, uh, and and do your job, you'll be okay. And those guys were probably the the greatest example of a senior of senior men that I've ever been able to be around. And I'm so thankful for that. Uh, and I love both of them dearly. And then uh, I still love to give uh, give them a hard time about that, but, uh, they truly were, they were very good of very good examples of informal trainers and leaders that had a profound impact on a young fireman Yeah, that, you know, they were, you know, they might not have been an instructor per se or, or whatever, but they taught me through example. Okay. Uh, uh but yeah, that's, Oh, yeah, right. no, but that's, that's, that's <laughs> sorry, definitely... just going on a ramble there. No, no, no you're good. You, we, we can go that rabbit holes. So that's that's fine. But like, I love it. especially now, like 2023, I could say with my experience that Morsel has, we've hired so many P 
people that don't have fire experience. Oh yeah. And I don't know what you want to call that generation. Cause I find myself, I'm in that generation. I'm 38. I've been on 16. So yeah, I'm on my 16th year. And, you know, you hear a lot of complaints from the older guys. Oh, this person, they don't know anything. And it's, it's not their fault. It's not their fault that they weren't raised how to, you know, run a chainsaw or whatnot. But the point I'm trying to say is we as senior guys, the the, the senior guys and, and girls that have been there need to show them what we want mm-hmm. them to know. You can't, we can't just keep bitching about it and not no. showing them like that's not doing anything. Well, you know, I, I gave the same example uh, this week uh, when I was teaching uh, I took a really, really cool class. If you've never got a chance to do the UNC Charlotte Fire Rescue Management Institute, okay. you you really should. Uh, and you know, it, it exposed you to several types of classes. You know, that you you take in the fire service. Like we had some great fire service people to come in and, and do some classes for that program. But then we also had like some academics. Okay. And uh, you know, some of those academic classes were a little. Those were long days. I, and I get it. They're they're trying to you know. Uh, you know, they're trying to teach you like some, some, uh, some practical psychology and stuff like that. But one of the classes that we, uh, that I really enjoyed was a generational differences class. Okay. And, you know, I kind of, I'm kind of crammed into that, that middle of like Gen Z, not right. quite a millennial, whatnot, right. I'm born, born in 1990. So I'm kind of crammed in that in between. Like I remember, uh, before cell phones, but, mm-hmm. and, and like, I remember dial up internet, uh, and then also, you know, uh, know the newer stuff as well. So I'm kind of that in between, but you know, they were talking a lot about those generational differences. And uh, I, if you ask most, everybody knows me, they, they think, or they call me an old soul because I was raised by old men. My mom, my dad, my mom were older when they had me. And so I was raised around a bunch of old men. So I act like a 75 year old man trapped in a 32 year old's body. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but no, you, you can see those generational differences and, but I feel like that as a service, we've got to remember that not everybody comes to this job ready made. Right. And, and we've got to we've got to put work into them. I, I think that's one. I think that is one problem that we we have as a fire service um, that we don't necessarily want to talk about because for for so many years, you had guys in the fire service that had trades. Mm-hmm. Or like if you went down, whenever I went down to to county line and joined as a as a volunteer, you know, all of those guys were either you know. The first fire chief at County Line was a transmission mechanic. Okay. And he owned the transmission shop across the street. You know, you had guys that were farmers and and you know, you have guys in the fire had guys in the fire stores that were plumbers and electricians and and all this stuff. They they came from a trade and then came to the fire service. And but now that's not the case anymore. We have right. we've hired guys, you know, we've hired guys straight out of uh high school. Out of high school. Yep. I, I heard recently that we had to let one off to go to prom. <laughs> so, so i'm not sure whether that's true or not but i heard we had okay. to let somebody off to go to prom but okay. uh, you know, good, good for him uh but you know and i i, I think about this and, and you know from a from being a volunteer fire chief and and thinking back to you know where guys used to come in and, and drop off an application you know and, and we always looked for the the thirty five year old with two kids, a wife, and a mortgage because he's got his stuff together, right, right? Right. And that's the guy. That's the guy that we thought we wanted. Well, then all of a sudden, the guy with two kids and and a mortgage and a wife, and you know, has all his life together. Uh, we're just a hobby to him, mm-hmm. uh, and we don't want to put any work in 
uh, because you know we thought he was already ready made, but right. yet we're just we're just on the back burner. Right. And even in the career fire service, we've got guys that are coming in that you know are experiencing a career change, or they're just coming out of high school. Uh, you know, not everybody got to be raised like me, like you mentioned. Uh, you know, I grew up on you know I'm sitting on this you know fourteen and a half acres that I grew up on. You know, and I've ran. I, I started at age nine running a skid steer. Okay. Uh, you know, my dad had me back in trailers by the time I was you know ten or eleven, and and you know so, but not. I, I've got to remember that not everybody was, and that you know we've got to be willing to put into work. You know, you think about like I think about like the like the armed services. The Marine Corps doesn't go out recruiting you know thirty five year olds with two kids, a wife, and a mortgage, right? Because they're willing to put work into the 18 year old that has little to no direction in life. Mm -hmm. And if we're willing to put in the work, you know, and not everybody turns out, we see that in, in armed yeah. service, right. not everybody turns out, but we've got to do our due diligence and, and, and give people the shot. Uh, you know, there are some people out there that are meant to be bankers. Mm -hmm. I, I, I agree with that hundred percent. The fire service is not for everybody. Like accounting is not for me. Right. Okay. Um, but you know, I feel like that, you know, we have an awesome opportunity as a service. Uh, but if people want to do the job, if there is a desire and a want to be there, then then they'll make the effort. Mm -hmm. But they're not going to make the effort if we're not making the effort. Exactly. exactly. We want, you know, we, we so often want them to make the effort, but we don't want to go the extra mile mm -hmm. and, you know, and, and do the right thing. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I. I'm very, very passionate about that, about taking care of, uh, taking care of my people for that reason, okay. because I want to go the extra mile for them. You know, whether that's on my truck, you know, every day or every third day at the city, or if that's, you know, in class or, or wherever, uh, I, I feel like that, that doing the right thing for people will never come back to hurt you. Right. Uh, you know, and, and if you take care of folks and if we, we show them the way, then, you know, like we mentioned earlier with that culture, mm -hmm. uh, they're going to, they're going to see that, that culture, they're going to be led by that example. Uh, and, and we just, we create a better fire service with that consistency, with that, um, you know, just, just being that, you know, walking the talk, right. It's, it's all walking the talk. Awesome. Awesome. So, um, so what are your ultimate goals? You know, I, you, you sent me all the questions. And, and so I, I've pondered on this one the most. Okay. Because if you had asked me that, I don't know, two, three years ago, I would have had some grandiose answer of, you know, I want to be a chief and blah, blah, blah. Right, right. Uh, and, you know, that's still not out of the realm of possibilities. But, you know, as, as I've thought about it and as I've grown and, 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 uh, you know, I, I feel like that I've, <laughs> Uh, first off, let me back up. I feel like I've grown or I feel like I've lived about three lives in the last probably year and a half to two years. Um, just, you know, with, with family and uh, my, my mom passed away in November. We went mm -hmm. through the, her journey with pancreatic cancer. Um, so I really feel like uh, we, we also had child. We added child number three. OK, uh, so congrats, I, I feel congrats. like thanks. Uh, but I just, I feel like especially like this last year has just like I've been living in a tornado, but uh, you know, even I also I finished a master's degree. Uh, forgot to tell you that. Um, okay. Ended up finishing my master's from Arizona State, um, and, and you know part of that was was driven early on by 
wanting to be in an, like an administrative role or something later on. Mm -hmm. So that was a goal, but now, you know, I've kind of, as I've thought about it, yeah, that would be nice. And, you know, wherever I, wherever I get to be it is fine with me, but what I want to be every day is just better than the day before. Awesome. So, you know, yeah. like that, like that Matthew McConaughey, you remember that the Matthew McConaughey speech, he talks about, you know, who's your hero. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. He's like, yeah, it's me in 10 years, what, whatnot. Um, but no, I just, I just enjoy trying to find ways to, to get better at doing my job, you know? Uh, and so, yeah, it, it would be nice maybe eventually to, to be in an administrative role or to be a chief again. Uh, but, uh, you know, if, if I end up riding the truck for the rest of my career, uh -huh, uh -huh. I'll be, I'll be okay with that. Okay. I'll be okay with that. And, you know, I, I, I make the joke sometimes I'm too dumb to do anything else at this point, but, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. I, I have, I've chosen this, this profession or it has chosen me, uh, I guess. And, uh, I have, uh, I've really, really enjoyed where I've gotten to go so far. And, you know, I hope that I can. I just hope that I can make an impact. Uh, you know, little old, little old, you know, CJ from, from highway 64 West in Moxville. Right. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I feel like that. I just hope that one day I can, or that I hope that I am. And I hope that one day I can make an impact on somebody that goes on to be really good at this job. And, and that goes on to, to do better things than I have. Right, uh, but yeah, that's that's my goal. It's just to be better than the day before, to to live out that example, and to uh, to help somebody else along the way. Right, right. No, it's solid because even if even if you can make a difference to just one person, but it, it you know that one person will never forget what you did for them, and then maybe that would spark them to just continue that down the line. You know, yeah, everybody, and, every, you know, everybody's so quick to they want to see it right now. They want to see the change or I want to be able to affect this, this, you know, this certain amount of people. But all it takes is one person. Oh, yeah. bro. we are we are playing chess and not checkers. You know, I I think back to like, you know, whenever I started at 911, Ronnie Robertson had no idea. Excuse me, that he was setting, you know, setting me on a path you know, to, you know, he was changing my course, mm -hmm. you know, Joe had no idea, you know, that he was changing my, changing my course. Right. Uh, all the other guys, you know, all the other, the, the great chiefs I've got to work for, uh, you know, and I've just, like I said, I've been raised by, by such an amazing fire service village that, you know, all those guys had such an impact on me. Um, one, I do want to mention, uh, and, uh, uh, I, I want to just take a little bit of time. I always take time out of every classes, every class that I teach to talk about my buddy, Mike Davenport. Uh, my buddy, uh, Mike Davenport was a captain at Vienna fire department. And, uh, he, uh, he was, he was really tough on me whenever I first got hired. Like he was, yeah. uh, I was a brand new paid guy. I was 20 years old. I was young. I was dumb. Mm -hmm. And Mike, but Mike saw something in me that, uh, uh, that, you know, maybe I didn't even see in me. And so Mike, Mike was burning houses with Joe. Mike would, Mike was kind of Joe's number two man as far as, you know, the live fire training stuff. And so Mike got a group of us together and a group of us young kids. And he's like, Hey, we're going to burn house, burn a house this weekend. Y'all want to come. And so we're all like, absolutely. And so Mike would take us to go 
do, you know, to, to go to live fire trainings. And then we got to where it was like such a regular occurrence and whatnot. And, and you know, we got to, we got to live out fire behavior class, you know, a weekend a month or something. Yeah. You know, I think, in, I think one year we burned like 16 houses in a year. Okay. Like it was just, we were doing something every single weekend. We were getting in so much training. And even, even though we were going to help with the facilitation or and the teaching, you still learn so much. Right. And, and so Mike got us all into that. And, uh, you know, Mike really pushed us to be better. And I am so very thankful for Mike and his willingness to take a bunch of young kids underneath his wing and, and push us to be better as firefighters and then as instructors, because I would not be where I am today with the mindset I have as an instructor without Mike Davenport's influence. Um, unfortunately we lost Mike in 2020, um, to, uh, to suicide, but, uh, you know, he, he had some health stuff going on, but, uh, you know, Mike was probably one of the greatest influence uh, influences I've ever had Mm -hmm. as far as, um, uh, as far as, you know, being a good instructor and taking care of your, your students, facilitating, you know, instructor development just bringing up those underneath you. And so now every time that we go to a live burn, uh, I try to bring somebody new, just like Mike did. Like I give somebody a chance. And so we, we go down the list, me and my buddies, you know, we've got, we've got our regulars. We, we got the usual suspects. Right. And then we'll go down the list and be like, Hey, here's somebody that's expressed interest. Let's bring them in. Let's try them out. Let's, let's see how they do. And so, you know, we do that kind of in, in, in memory of Mike. Okay. Uh, because, uh, but because I feel like that he would want us to continue that legacy, and that's a way we get to continue his legacy. Awesome. So, awesome. Um, what key elements or factors do you think are needed to make a good firefighter, regardless of rank? I feel like we've, uh, you know, I feel like I've ran over part of that already, but I'm gonna try to go back over it again. No, that's fine. I mean, you can give us the, the, yeah. the short version. It's, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll try. Uh, you know me, I get long winded, <laughs> but, uh, um, no, I, I feel like that just desire internal motivation. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something that, that it's hard to teach, right? It was yes. hard to formally teach. It, it's, it's something that, yeah, it's not necessarily always just solely bred into you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's something that, you know, you, you learn through example and, 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 you know, you can get by other forms, but you've really got to have this desire in you to, to be better and to, to learn all you can and to not, you know, to not listen to the haters that go, well, why are you going to take it class? Why are you spending your own money? Right. Uh, right. I'm just and being a student of the game is probably the, the, the way, the best way I think I can put that. And that's what your, that's what your podcast is called. The student right. of the game. Right. right. Yeah. And, and I, I tell, I, I tell my guys that, you know, and I tell them like everybody that I teach a class for you. Know, and I told my instructor class this, uh, this past week said, you've got to be students of the game. There, you know, MJ and Kobe didn't get to where they were right there by you, just people, picking up a basketball right. In, right. In, in, in the game. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, You've we've got to go back to school on it, and I, I make a joke in class about get off your phone on the crapper and and read something mm-hmm. about this job. You know, get off of TikTok and 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 read something, right? Uh, you know, and, and just be be a little bit better every day. 
Right. Um, so I feel like that the desire and the motivation, uh, you know, you've got to have that that internal motivation, that self, uh, that self motivation to really get started. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I get that I, am, I struggle with that some days. Everybody I am does. not perfect whatsoever. Right. And, you know, you get up some mornings and you you just look at the clock and you're like, I do not want to people today. Yep. Uh, yep. I mean, so, it's, it's it's where we're human. Like yesterday, it was yeah. Sunday. It was it was low key Sunday. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go get this workout in. And I was like, you know what? I haven't done this in a while. Let me do a workout in gear, breathing air. And on like my yep. second round, I'm like, why in the hell am I doing this? But you just you. Just, when you're done, it's like you're glad you did it, but it, it, that's the thing. It's like I don't want people to think you're always motivated. Oh, he's going to go out there and do this. I don't want to. I'm a human like everybody else. I don't want to do it all the mm-hmm. time, but the benefits and the reward to when you're done and you're like, I'm glad I did it. It's what just makes you keep doing it every other yeah. day. Well, and I think, too, that. And I just thought about this, that a lot of times, and it, for me early on in my career, it was the, the fear of failure. Right. You know, yes. I had to, put, I had to push past that fear of failure. Yep. You don't um, want to look bad in front of your peers, but that's not what it's about. Yeah. No, totally you, you've got to, you've got to push past that. Like, you know, one thing, um, you know, was teaching with Twisted Fire a couple of weekends ago and Chris Clark, uh, is a, oh, is a great, yeah. great, he great is, uh, um, I think his, and, his, uh, Tag is the eight up engine, but he is damn good. The I'll eight give up him engine, that. yeah. But you know, he and he he showed me a few things as far as uh, masking up with my gloves on. Uh huh. Like I'm just, you know, I, I've got my glasses to fool with and, <laughs> and all this stuff, and so you know that that adds a layer of difficulty for me because I'm blind right. as a bat. Actually, right. there are bats that see better than me. Um, but uh, you know, I. I that he taught me a few things, and so during that class uh, a couple weekends ago with Twisted Fire, they had a, a section where we we're masking up with our gloves on. And here I am, you know, supposed to be here in a little bit. I'm going to be teaching these guys some stuff, and mm-hmm. I'm out here ma- fixing a mask up with my gloves on. And I was like, man, if I mess this up, like, mm-hmm. then you know, they're going to look at me and go, man, this this dude. They're going to you know come to my station here in just a little bit and be like, all right, well, you know, this guy couldn't even mask up with his gloves on. What's he going to teach us? But still, just getting over that fear of failure and learning to suck at something new. Yep. Uh, and then you know, getting those reps and building that muscle memory. You know, that is, you know, I, I teach that in forcible entry. I said, look, you've got to, you've got to learn the muscle memory of how we position the bar. Mm-hmm. And you know, once you get that down, once you get over that fe- fear of failure, and you can start to, to build in that muscle memory, then we start to enhance the skill. Then we start to. To, to grow and to learn right. uh, and we get that repetition in. Uh, but yeah, that fear of failure, man, like it just, you know, even early on, you talk about fitness early on. I was a, uh, can I cuss on this? Like, I, Oh I, yeah. I yeah, sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, early on, I was, a, I was a shit bag uh-huh. uh, as far as, as far as fitness went. And, you know, it took me, I, I would do like a little, um, I would do like little workouts here and there, but nothing consistent. Right, uh, and I got hired. I went to nine one one. You know, the only thing you do on night shift at nine one one is eat and sleep and work. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you work. You know, go. You, know, you eat and you sit there, and then you 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 go back to home and go to sleep, and then you right. rinse and repeat. Right. And so I had gained a bunch. I had gained a bunch of weight in that that eight months that I was off the truck, and I started Winston's Recruit Academy at three hundred and eight pounds. Wow. And yeah. 
Yeah, I started I started recruit school at 308 pounds. Uh, I uh, we had to do a half a mile run uh, before the agility test. That was kind of their you know way of burning your legs off. Right. And I could not. You had to do it in six minutes, and Ooh, okay. I only only did it in uh, 5:56. I had four seconds left. Wow. Uh, I had to I had to walk twice. Okay. During that, uh, yeah, and so, but I willed through it. Uh, but then learning, uh, learning to suck at fitness and get and figure out a way to get better mm-hmm. was probably one of the the, mo- the ultimate challenges of my life. Like I, I went from, you know, in two months from running none to running five Ks, you know, and, and you know, albeit at slower paces, and you know, I was thankful for thankful for my classmates that tolerated right. me, right, right, right. You know, figuring out how to how to get my act together uh, with with fitness. Uh, but you know, that was a huge learning curve for me mm-hmm. because I had never done anything consistent. I had never been exposed to, to kind of that, that side of the culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm very thankful that I was because it has changed my, has changed my life completely. Uh, you know, and I'm, I'm nowhere near where I want to be there either. I'm not, uh, like I, I, I got back I got a late start to the gym this morning. That's why I was, was almost late here. But, uh, uh, but no, I was, uh, you know, it, it changed my outlook and it changed the way that I operate because, mm-hmm. you know, we have such a need in this job to be on a, on a higher fitness level. Absolutely. Uh, and, and so, and, you know, some days there are some days I have to will myself to the gym Heck or I have yeah. to will myself to, to go run. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but, you know, it, it gets a little bit easier every, every little bit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I, I am just, I'm striving constantly to be better and, uh, I'm nowhere near where I want to be, but we'll get there eventually. No, oh, no, that's like I said, one one step at a time. I mean, yeah, like I said, yeah. we're all human. I mean, I don't want to. I don't get up some mornings when my back is hurting or my I'm sore, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go crush this thing. It's like, oh, I got to do it, but consistency, mm-hmm. discipline. Yeah, awesome. No, yeah, great, great. yeah. Um, <clears throat> so last one for you. What do you think the American Fire Service can improve on? Hmm. Well, I, I kind of hit on it a little bit already, but I, I think that we've just we've got a lot of figuring out about how we're going to handle uh, this generation, mm-hmm. and we we just got to remember that this is a this is new territory for the fire service. You know, we've never had, you know, in in the times that I applied at Winston or the times that I helped with agility tests before, there were like thousands of applicants. Right. Right. And you know now it's like now it's like we we barely have enough applicants to make a class for real. And, yes. you know, some of these, some of these are folks that have no background in the fire service. Mm-hmm. And so we have got to be diligent in, in teaching them the way and, and, and giving them that passion. So I think we do an excellent job of, of bringing people through like the JPRs and, and then pushing people through the task book. Um, but just having that passion mm-hmm. for the job and letting it ooze out of your pores. I, I feel like that we're, we're scared to ooze out of our pores sometimes mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, then we're looked at like we're ate up. Well, guess what? If it, you know, if, uh, if it's a crime to be ate up, then uh, you might as well call somebody and tell them to come get me. <laughs> but, uh, but, but, uh, you know, I feel like that we, we've got, we've got challenges with this, with this generation, but, 
that's what we're here for. Right. You know, that that's why we are we're we're put in the position that we are is to shepherd and to to help bring up the next generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, because eventually they're going to be in the same position we are. Exactly. Uh, you know, I think back to the I think back to the guys that that kind of raised me in the fire service or some of the like the and, and let me let me back up and say there are great officers and there are great people in this generation of the fire service and then there are not so great people. Yes. Uh, yeah. I have learned I have learned a lot in, in every place that I've worked, I have learned how not to do things from at least one person. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I feel like that, the, 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 and I'm, I, I'm appreciative of their example as well, because yeah, they have yeah. taught me how, how not to act. Exactly. Even um, you can and, still learn stuff from the shittiest person that you've been around. Yeah. You, you can't like, I, I've learned an awful lot from, from certain folks. Uh, but, you know, I feel like that we have some generational challenges, but that comes with, with anything you know, that comes in any line of work. Mm-hmm. You know, I guarantee you go down to Edward Jones or something. You go down to, you know, go down to the bank and they're having the same problems that we are right. just, you know, in, in a different scale and in, in different orders. Right. Uh, but, you know, I, I just, I feel like that we have, we have to work on that and we've got to be, um, we've got to be that, that consummate quiet professional that, that keeps their head down and keeps grinding and 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 is the good example for that next generation, right? Uh, so uh, I feel like that we, that's always something that we can improve on. Okay, uh, that's always something that I can improve on uh, because I am nowhere near perfect. And you know, there are days that I um, that I'm not the best officer. There are days that I or that I'm not the best driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I. I I always try every single call that I go on, every single training I go on. Uh, I started this whenever I, it was my first call as a lieutenant at County Line in 2011, I believe is when I got promoted, 2011, 2012. Anyways, but I, I started this on this very first call that I ever ran. And I said, you know what? I'm going to find out what one thing I did right, and then I'm going to find out one thing that I could have done better. Okay. And then I'm going to figure out – how I can do better. And I, I tell my instructor classes all the time is I look at is how I can, you know, what I can, what I did, right. First off, if I identify what I did, right. Then that gives me a win. That's a, you know, that's a, a checkbox in the win column right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then I look at it as how I can do better. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily what I did wrong. It's what I can, I'm sorry. It's yes. Yeah, what I can do better, not how, uh, but it's what I can do better. So it's not what I did wrong, but it's what I, you know, an area that I can do better in. Right. And then I look at how, if you unpack the how, it gives you a vehicle from point A, which was where we, uh, w- you know, what we could do better to point B, the, you know, what we did right. Okay. And the ultimate goals of the incident or okay. the training, whatever it is. So it gives us that vehicle between point A and point B and helps us to, to figure out an area we can improve. Right. And so if I, if I do that every single time, you know, I'm not going to be perfect, but what I am is I'm going to be better than I was yesterday. Mm-hmm. And that's and, the whole point. And that's the, and that's the goal. And right. so if I can do that, if I can be the example and if I can do that from some, for somebody else. Your old Serene going down the road. <laughs> I don't know. Where I don't know where they're going, <laughs> uh, but, uh, uh, 
but yeah, man, it's, it, it's all about just taking care of our people and, 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 you know, being that example and being better than we were yesterday. So no, I um, agree. I, I, I think that we, I think that we should always have an attitude that there is something we can improve on. Right. If we Absolutely. ever, you know, and, and people, people told you for years that, you know, if you ever feel like that you don't need training or that you feel like you got this down pat, then you just go home. And mm-hmm. that never really stuck with until mm-hmm. I, you know, gained some years of experience under my belt and I had some failures. Right. And, and I really, you know, and I screwed up some stuff and, and then it's like, yeah, I really don't have everything figured out. And I really need to hold on to that attitude of, hey, just learn to suck every day and, mm-hmm. and then figure it out mm-hmm. and then make everybody else better around you. Um, no. But yeah. Solid. Solid, I man. So. I think that's, that's what we can improve on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Learn something new so, every day to get better every day. Uh, one thing before we, uh, wrap this up, um, you, before, before we started this interview, uh, you said that you went and taught internationally. Tell us about that. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't have to travel internationally, thank goodness. Oh, but, um, so I had, yeah, had an opportunity in October, uh, of last year to teach uh, a group of, uh, firefighters from Mexico. And, uh, so they came up, uh, my battalion chief at work has a, he, they call it global gear initiative. And so if anybody has any, uh, old, uh, or out of date turnout gear oh, apparatus okay. or equipment or whatnot, uh, you can reach out to global gear initiative, uh, and they're on Facebook, I believe. Um, I think the, uh, I think the official name is TASR global gear initiative. It's an acronym for the, my battalion chief's kids names. Okay. Um, and so t- I think it's TASR Global Gear Initiative. But anyway, uh, Global Gear Initiative, they, they they take turnout gear and equipment, and they, they've they done a lot of work in uh, South America and and, uh, and Latin America. And so they have uh, – uh, they invited a group of, of firefighters up from Monterey, Mexico, and brought them here to, to North Carolina. And, uh, we trained them and, uh, and did a, basically did the North Carolina writ program, mm-hmm. uh, over the span of a week with them. They didn't get the certification or whatnot, but, uh, they, uh, they basically took our program, what the, the, the skills that we taught them, they had a photographer there all week, like taking pictures and videos and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it was essentially a train the trainer course for them. They took what we know and we took it back to Mexico and they've been working with a program called uh, Programa Mayday Mexico uh, to develop Mexico's national writ program okay. and their their mayday processes. And so uh, that was a really, really neat process to, to be a part of. Uh, it's the first time I'd ever taught with a translator. That was different. Oh, uh, but fortunately, so. yeah, uh, because, you know, every now and then you get somebody that doesn't understand my, my Davie County talk. <laughs> Uh, but then, uh, but then, you know, this was on a whole different level. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, uh, fortunately I had two guys, the, one of them works for Winston. He was actually in recruit school with me, Luis Alvera, uh, and his brother, uh, were translators for me. Uh, and so Luis is a breathing school graduate as well. And so he kind of knew, you know, the skills and the JPRs we were trying to get done, uh, because of attending breathing equipment school. And so, uh, he was able to kind of you know, put it in, in terms they could understand. Right. Uh, but just, right. but just going through that class, you know, and learning 
you know, how different, but how, how alike we are. That was so interesting to be a part of. Uh, and, and also it, it just, it set home for me that the, the fire service is all local, you know, mm-hmm. firefighting is local, just like politics are. And, uh, you know, like, cause we were talking about a structure okay. and they were like, they're, they're giving me like, looks like I've got seven heads. And then I was like, Luis, you know, tell me what's going on. And, uh, He's like, they, one of them started talking. They're like, you don't understand. Like all the houses in Mexico are, are cast concrete walls with, with window bars already poured in. Like I didn't understand the building construction dynamics there. Okay. You know, we're, we were, we were teaching and talking like we were in, you know, North America. Right. And, you know, where houses are built of, you know, you know, lumber and, you know, siding and stuff, you know, with a brick veneer. And they're like, no, that that's not how we do things. Okay. And so it was a learning experience for me to get to, um, uh, to get to be a part of that class and to uh, to experience that, to have to teach with a translator and to just, you know, try to get the message across with a language barrier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that was such a cool experience. Those guys were great. Uh, they were probably some of the hardest working firefighters I've ever seen in my life. Like, you know, you and I have both been to classes where, you know, the guys like the guys are like, as soon as I can get out of here, I am piecing out. And, right. Know, right. Whenever five o'clock rolls around, I'm out of here. Right. And, you know, there were days that we, you know, we whooped these dudes and went down and they were just like, give me some more. You know, okay. they were, they were out there wanting to get reps and stuff, you know, after we were done, we're like, all right, y'all can go home. And they're like, no, we're not, we're not done yet. And so that was, that was really, really neat. Awesome. Uh, so uh, we, we actually, we have a group coming back in June of this year. Okay. Um, we're they're coming back up in June, and so I'll, I'll try to keep you posted on that. Okay. Uh, but uh, but yeah, we're 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 looking forward to doing that again. I think we're going to run the rip in. I'm not sure, uh, exactly the the lesson plan yet. Okay. Uh, I haven't really talked to Joe to figure out that, but uh, but yeah, so that's that's on the horizon, uh, as far as that goes. And, and just that opportunity was amazing to get to teach and, and know that my, my message goes internationally. Yeah. No. Um, also yeah. that also, if you haven't seen the sticker, there's a sticker out there. Okay. Um, so they, they took a picture of me. I was, uh, in the process of teaching lift, lifts, drags and carries. Okay. Uh, we were lifting. I was deadlifting a fireman up steps and their photographer got a really candid fi- picture of me. Like I was very intensely staring off in the distance at somebody. Like I looked like I was mad. <laughs> and so the engineer on my, yeah, I'll share it with you. But the engineer on my engine, uh, on the engine at work, uh, he was uh, trying to be funny and he made a meme out of it. Like one of those black and white memes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And he posted it on Facebook and it went, and it went like semi-viral. <laughs> and like, you know, it was like, 150 people asking for stickers to be made out of this. Um, so, uh, a guy from cool Springs actually went and had stickers made of, of that picture. And so there's a bunch of guys. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's so stupid, but it is so funny too. Like I told Ethan, I said, if I know, if I'd have known that I could put you in business by just simply taking a stupid photo, I'd have done it a long time ago. Right. Right. Um, right. But, uh, but yeah. So, and then the, the guys from Mexico actually had a t-shirt made. Oh, they wow. had t-shirts made of me. So somewhere in Mexico, there's a dude wearing my face <laughs> on a t-shirt. I, so I don't, I'm not sure how I feel about that, but uh, 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 you know, it, it is what it is. 
Hey, man, you're so celebrity, fun. celebrity now. Oh, man, I don't know about that. Internationally known. Awesome. Awesome, uh, man. Um, well, before we also, uh, before I wrap up, I do want to say um, congratulations on being the newest member, the newest cadre member of Twisted Fire Industries. Thank you. Thank you. I hope to see you. Uh, Carolina Fire Day is coming up in November. I am I it's yep. four days before registration. And um, yep. I am definitely signing up for the um, Mr. Aaron Fields' class. Oh man, yeah, I'm so I'm so pumped about that. Uh, first off, I want to I want to thank Twisted Fire for that opportunity. Uh, you know, I've known those guys. I've known you know three quarters of those guys a a long time. You know, mm-hmm. in, in my career, and uh, to you know, it was just a blessing to be able to go to classes you know with them and to uh, to, to kind of be a part of the learning process. And then I got asked to to kind of come help and teach, and and I was like, you know, I told my wife that I feel like I'm caught with the big leagues, you know, I'm just, <laughs> just, a, I'm just a, uh, you know, I'm I'm a dumb hillbilly from Davie County, right, uh, right, right. You know, no, I don't, no, I, don't I don't feel like I don't feel like I belong here, but uh, you know, I, I just like doing fireman stuff with my friends, yeah, and uh, so that's that's gonna be a really cool opportunity, you know, teaching with passion for the craft as well, uh, okay. you know, they, we've got a conference coming up in September in Burlington, or no, I'm sorry, October. In, in Burlington, Burlington. Uh-huh. Uh, I did see so that. that's that's going to be really really neat. So uh, I think there are some still some tickets available for that. Okay, um, but that's going to be uh, Kurt Isaacson is going to be there. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I think I saw Ray- Raymond Dorval. Yeah, Raymond yeah. Dorval is going to be there. Uh, yeah. That's going to be that's going to be really neat. So uh, pumped for that. I mean, it's just like I get to do a lot of cool stuff with a lot of really really good people. Right. And uh, I just I feel so humbled and so blessed to get to do that. Um, so, um, but yeah, that's, that's just been, it's been an amazing experience on, on all accounts. Awesome. Uh, and before, uh, I've, I've got to give credit. I haven't gave credit to her yet. Uh, but I, I before I get done, I've got to give credit to my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, I have married a saint, Danny. I'm telling you, I've, I've found one. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and she has been to more fires than some firemen. Uh, she, uh, actually our first date was to a live burn. Oh, wow. That's, that's yeah. different. Yeah. That's she, different. she, she came back from college. We burned a house in Moxville and, uh, uh, you know, I was like one of those dudes. Whenever I first got into fire service, after I've got my one and two done, I was like, Hey, y'all burning a house this weekend. I'm coming. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so we were burning a house in Moxville and, uh, uh, she came back from college and, and, uh, and came and watched, watched me go we'll do some training and uh that was our first date and uh so since then she has gone to probably i don't know every bit of three quarters of the live burns that i've done uh that i've either participated in or taught in okay and uh you know she brings the kids uh like my my kids uh will tell you to uh shake and make sure your pass alarm doesn't go off <laughs> so uh but she is truly a saint and i could not do this job or do any of this without her support and without Absolutely. her being behind me. Like I have a, a, a part in my class that I do an intro. Uh, all my intro stuff is the same, no matter what class I teach, mm-hmm. but I talk about the important stuff and I got a picture of her and my kids and, and mm-hmm. stuff up there. Mm-hmm. And I tell people, I said, look, if you don't know or don't have the important stuff nailed down, yep. you need to figure it out and take care of it and protect Absolutely. it like it is gold. Absolutely. Uh, because, I literally could not do any of this without her and without her just, you know, supporting me and being there for me because um, I've, I've been in a position where I did not have a significant other that, that supported me in the fire service. Mm -hmm. Uh, And 
or that really cared for me being in the fire service. Right. Uh, but at the same time, I am so blessed to have her, you know, standing behind me and everything that I do. And, and, you know, I'll be like, well, I got to go do this. I got to go do that. And I, I have a bad habit of just completely overbooking myself and just, I have a hard time telling people no, mm-hmm. uh, because I love this job. And then mm-hmm. she'll be like, look, we'll figure it out. We'll make it work. And then she'll just like show up with the kids. And then like, that's such a cool experience that my kids get to see what I do and, right. and to be a part of that. And, right. uh, you know, she is just, she has been uh, such a blessing to me. So I could not uh, pass up an opportunity to to say just how much of a blessing she is. No, no, that's that's solid, man. Like I said, um, you know, wives, fi- firefighters, wives, significant others, however you want to look at it. Yes, it it takes a lot to be, especially if that if the individual is active, wanting to learn, going to classes and stuff. It takes a strong background supporter to continue moving that forward. So I totally yes. agree with you. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Good deal. Well, CJ, I appreciate having you on pal. Um, I know you like uh, you along with many others that I've spoke to like, Hey man, uh, I'm starting this and I'd like to interview you. Everyone's everyone's reaction is like, well, seriously me. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, you, why not you? So, um, I, I appreciate it. Um, I know, uh, uh, Junior, Junior's going to get a kick out of this one uh, that I had you on mm-hmm. there because he, he talks very highly of you. I see yeah, I love him to death, man. The, the pictures of you two at, at, at Burns, so uh, I know he's going to he's gonna dig this episode for sure. Yeah, I love him to death, man. Like He is uh, he's a good dude. He's he's another one that has just has been a, a really, really neat mentor to have and, yeah. and to be around. And, uh, Definitely a, I was actually, a solid guy to work with. I was actually just talking about you the other day. Um, uh, I was talking about the first time that we ever met because I actually so Rick Dunn was in my uh, instructor oh. two class, and okay. so I was like, I was like Rick, weren't me and you and uh, and Danny all in Fire Officer One together at Mitchell uh-huh. Uh-huh. the night class at Mitchell, and and so we got to talk about that. I was like, I remember when Rick Rick was still with Boger City, okay, uh, okay, at that point, and all of us were in in nighttime Fire Officer One. Right uh, at, at Mitchell, so I just I was thinking back the other night to uh, to like the the first time that we ever met, and you right. know, it's it's been a it's been a long time ago. It's crazy when you think about it, right? Like, damn, yeah, I was that I was, was over ten years ago. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you one thing: I'm still trying to come to come to terms with. So, like, I I guess I put myself in the older generation class, having to teach the new generation. It's like so surreal. Like yeah. I've been, I've been in, I've been doing this for this long and it's like, wow. Like they look at me as like, you're the old guy now. So, uh-huh. Shit. Like time just flies. Well, even, you know, I'm only 32, but you know, even now, like you go in recruit school and I ask guys, you know, where were you on nine eleven? Right. And they, right. And they were like, I was, I was not even a zygote. Um, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, that for me was like a seminal moment. Like my mom always talked about when she knew where she was whenever Kennedy got shot. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, 9-11 was kind of the same way for me. Like it was, you know, an ultimate display of, of public service uh, by the FDNY, by the, you know, uh, the, the PD, the Port Authority, all those guys. And mm-hmm. we got to see it live on TV. Right. And, you know, and it was just a, 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 a watershed moment in, in, in our history. Right. And, you know, now, now I ask guys about it and, and I'm like, they're like, well, I, I was not even born yet. I know. And it's, a, it's, it's a completely historical event. 
And so for me, yeah, I'm like, God, I feel like the old guy already and I'm, I'm not, mm-hmm. or I hope I'm not, but, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it, it's crazy. Just, uh, uh, just how far we've come. No. Awesome. Awesome, man. It's, it's, it's crazy. It is crazy to think. Cause I'm like, wow, I'm like that old person now, but anyways, um, and I, 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 before we go, I always call him by his nickname. I just call him junior, but I'm talking about Jeff mm-hmm. Russell, Jeff Russell, man. Shout out to you, Jeff. Uh, for a CJ, um, awesome dude. So I'm sure you're gonna you're gonna love this episode. So, well, buddy, I do appreciate it. I I'm really honored uh, to for you to think about me. Uh, you know, Absolutely. I got your I got you message, and I was like, what? Well, you know, same thing. I was like, wow, right, I, right. I, I, I am a little fish in a, <laughs> in, a, in a big big pond, and I am honored uh, honored to be here. So no, no, man, it's you. been great. It's been great. Uh, I'm sure the listeners are gonna love this one. Yep. All right, pal. All right, see buddy. you later. All right. See you, man. Thanks. If any of the listeners out there are or know of a great firefighter who embodies the principles of being a great communicator, goal-oriented, hardworking, humble, passionate, and professional, regardless of rank, career, or volunteer, contact me at studentofthegamefirepodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, stay focused, stay committed, and stay safe.